Wednesday night I shared something uh, that how we can improve in our faith life. And Brother Edward was encouraged to share that message with us. Yes, particularly me. I was very encouraged to, uh, for Brother Edward to share that uh, preaching with us today. Uh, the, first, uh, the previous two weeks we had heard from Brother Elias about faith at the Iranian speaking meeting. Uh, Brother Edward has always been a source of blessing to us, but those two Sundays he was doubly good. Yes. Uh, we very much want our church in the north of London to hear those particular messages, and I'm sure that you will be interested to hear it also. Uh, the subject of faith has been one that has always interested me. Uh, especially when it is faith throughout the world. I particularly favor this verse that has been repeated four times in the Bible that the righteous should live by their faith. A sister phoned me a couple of nights ago and said, please pray for my um, husband. He is a believer, but because some things are not happening and uh, he's expecting them to happen, he's losing his faith. And I'm sure that the same danger exists for all of us. If we are not careful, our faith can become very weak. Uh, somebody says this in a light-hearted way. There are many believing unbelievers in the church. Unbelieving believers in the church. Uh, and often maybe our name is a believer, but we don't have the belief we should have in so many areas. This is why Apostle Paul says, test yourselves and see, are you living in faith or not? And uh, what should we do? that we become strengthened in our faith. Because many people have said, I don't know what I should do to have a stronger, a better faith. Uh, often people say, good for brother said, what a faith he had. I envy this particular brother, good for him, what a faith he has, but unfortunately I'm very weak in faith. 
in reality, how does the Bible address this question? Uh, in the short time that we have, I want to give you five solutions that is mentioned in the Bible that is very applicable for victorious living. Because we have been called to grow in our faith, to go strength from strength in our faith. The first solution that the Bible provides is that our gaze, our focus, attention should be on Jesus Christ. This is mentioned in uh, Hebrews 122. Pay attention, pay attention to the author and uh, starter of our faith. In other words, if we uh, direct our gaze towards Jesus Christ, our faith will be increasing. He is the author of our faith and he is the completer of our faith. When we look at ourselves, look at the things around us, we become weak in faith. But when we look directly at Jesus, we receive that gift of faith. Therefore, we mustn't fold our hands and sit down and say, well, I don't have faith, I'm waiting for it to come. We must directly gaze our attention to Jesus Christ. Meditate on him. Remember his qualities. To go into depth of his personality. To put root in uh, getting to know him and understanding him better. And like David to say that I will place Jesus always in front of me. And as a result, I will become strengthened in my faith. We become weak in faith when we take our attention away from Jesus and put it on different issues. Uh, we have somebody who works in the house churches in Iran. They're a couple, Farsi speaking. Uh, they are shepherding 46 different home churches. And praise the Lord that as yet they are free, they are not in prison. And we praise the Lord for the ones who have been released and we're praising the Lord for the ones that he's going to release. These uh, believers, this couple are very sweet believers. I am their pastor, but their faith strengthens me. God has given them a child, a little girl. Uh, 
uh, and uh, there was a disability and the left hand of that little girl could not function. At that time, they were not believers. Uh, they hear about our church and the mother of the daughter and the grandmother bring the little girl, a 40-year-old baby, to the church. Uh, the medical report was that this child was born like this and medically we are unable to do anything for her. Yeah, uh, she can only use her right arm. The left arm cannot function. From the beginning of the meeting until the end of the meeting, the mother was crying. When the meeting ended, the baby was in a Boses basket. She put the baby on the pulpit and she was hitting her head like Asian style. Uh, she was a well-educated, intelligent woman. She was a head nurse at hospital, but she couldn't fathom while this child was like... And her question why was, why has God granted me such a child? Uh, the congregation is leaving the church and we are preparing to talk to this lady. And she's crying and uh, she's saying that, please tell the Lord, unless he heals this child, I'm not leaving this place. I want, I want to tell her that this is not your major difficulty. The root of your problem is elsewhere. She cannot take it in. And she says, my difficulty is only my disabled child. I have no other problem. Her eye was continuously on the child. Yeah. Uh, I asked the ushers to remove the baby to another room and uh, watch her. And I said to this lady, now, don't keep your eye on the child. Look at the Lord. And I started talking to her about the Lord so that her attention would go to the Lord. And I started talking to her about her personal relationship with the Lord. Praise the Lord, she started taking it in. And she and her sister... Uh, Gave them some to the Lord. And truly they received new birth. We told her, forget about the child. We will pray for the child, but we will commit the child to the hands of the Lord. Your job is to look at the Lord. She was so joyful for the salvation that she had just received. That when she wanted to go from the church, she even forgot her baby, left her behind. 
She forgot about the baby. She had realized, she had grasped that her difficulty was something. And her attention was shifted from the child to the Lord. He called her back. What about your baby? <laughs> you advised me to forget about my baby and I have. We prayed for the baby and joyfully they left the church. That was a Friday. She came to church on Sunday. She had so much joy that I thought the baby's arm is okay now. Uh, I asked, how is your daughter Sarvenaz? Uh, didn't you tell me that for to forget about my child and look at the Lord? I don't have a problem with my baby. The following Friday she came to church. The child had not shown any improvement. The child had not shown any change, but she had changed so much. She was just rejoicing in the Lord. The following Sunday, she came again. She brought the baby with her. Uh, and she said that in these 10 days, I have read from uh, Matthew until James. How, what a thirst she had for the and in, the, and, I'm not, and in the book of James, I noticed that it says that you have to anoint the baby with oil and you haven't done this. So therefore, I brought the child here for you to anoint with oil. And they brought the child to be anointed by oil. She had great assurance. I pray for every one of us to have such a faith. She wasn't sad, sorrowful. She wasn't complaining. She wasn't anxious and worrying. She had no fear. <clears throat> and she did not have a state of confusion. All those symptoms of unbelief had disappeared from her. Anointed the baby by oil and she went home joyful. She had so many revelations from the word of God. The baby goes home. They give her milk. Baby goes to sleep. The grandfather uh, needed to remove something from the baby's room, so he goes in there and switches on the light. And notices that baby is using her left hand and arm to scratch her head. And the arm is now being used. They telephone Brother Edward's house. And what a big party we had in their home that night. This couple, this family, uh, are the leaders of 46 home churches. And they're shepherding hundreds of people under this 
difficult uh, situations in Iran. Oh, and husband and wife, they have promised to be with us this summer and to hear this testimony from them. Therefore, miracles can happen for us when we only look at the Lord our gaze to be only on him. And if some things don't happen very quickly, not to become despondent and continually gaze at him. Sorry? Uh -huh. um, Elijah said uh, to Akabe king, uh, I am standing in the presence of the Lord. Unless I say it will not rain. I think uh, the king was standing in front of him, but he doesn't say that I'm standing in your presence. He said, I'm standing in the presence of the Lord Almighty. Look at the Lord. When Peter was gazing at Jesus, he was able to walk on the waves, but when he took his gaze away, he was sinking. The second thing is that our faith might, might be rooted, must be rooted in the word of God. Uh, it's written that uh, faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. We don't have faith by ourselves in ourselves. In our personality and makeup, we don't have faith. How should we create this faith? By continuously reading the Word of God. Meditate on the Word of God. To keep hearing the Word of God. To go in depth of what we've heard. To meditate upon it. Allow the word of God to become revelation to us. Then the word of God will do its job. This is a living seed. When the seed is planted in our hearts, its fruit becomes the fact that we can trust the Lord. And the word of God says that the word of the Lord will not come without fruit. I have experienced the more we go deeper into the word of God, the stronger our faith becomes. Uh, often uh, we go into trials and difficulties and we tend to read other spiritual books rather than the Word of God. By all means, read other spiritual books. But don't allow anything to take the place of the Word of God. When we go into the depths of the word of God and meditate on it, the word, uh, God starts giving us faith. One of our Armenian members in Tehran, uh, his father belonged to the Orthodox Church. Uh, 
uh, and would not accept the fate of his offspring, said, because you go to another church, your fate is wrong. And continuously they were in argument about this. And would never accept the testimonies and uh, the comments of his son. Uh, of his daughters. Uh, his wife told him this. Uh, Dad, do you accept the Bible? I believe the Bible that is preached in our church. He thought that the Bible that is preached in the Orthodox Church is different from the one that is church in this church. Where is yours? It was in her handbag. Uh, I don't want to enter into argument with you, but every day I want to read one chapter to you from this book. Uh, because the fathers I had become weak and he couldn't read them himself. Will you accept that I read you a From your own Bible I will read to you. Of course I'll accept. The daughter starts reading. One chapter. No explanation, just reading. Continues to read. At the end of the chapter, the father would say, it's very beautiful. Continue reading some more. When they finished reading about the life of Jesus, automatically the man became a true believer. The word of God did what it was supposed to do. The word of God is like a lion. When you release him from the cage, he will do his job. Read this word. Hear this word. Meditate upon it. Go into the depths of it. Know it off by heart. Share from it with one another. You will see that your faith becomes stronger. The third solution for the faith to be increased. Yeah. It's the fellowship that believers can have with one another in order to build each other up. In Romans chapter 1, uh, verses 11 and 12, Apostle Paul says, I'm desirous of meeting with you to give you a blessing and to receive blessings from you and uh, build each other up with our faith. Someone like Apostle Paul says, I want to be strengthened from your faith and to bless you with mine. Therefore, if we want to be stronger in our faith, we have to have healthy, strong, good, and upbuilding fellowship with one another. Uh, sometimes believers meet one another, and at the end of the session, they realize 
Not only they did not build each other up, in fact, they've become weaker. Gossiping, negative, bitter attitudes, uh, conflicts. We have not called to spend time like this. We have been called to strengthen each other's faith. Uh, we are like a mangal. If the pieces of coal are side by side, the fire is strong. But if you remove one piece of coal on its own, eventually it will die out. Outside the church, we should endeavor to have upbuilding relationship and fellowship with other believers and strengthen each other's faith, to say things to build each other up, to comfort one another, to strengthen one another, to lift each other up, to hold the other person's arms up. And help one another in order to go forward in our faith life. Uh, the believers in our church used to do exactly. Sorry, uh, our forefathers used to do exactly that for us. Uh, Papa Seth and uh, Brother Levon used to behave exactly like this with us. What have you got to share with us from the Lord? What portion have you got to give me? <laughs> and if we didn't have anything to share with them, we wanted to avoid them because every time they would ask us. Uh, once at a conference, uh, Brother Levon asked Brother Edward, what have you got to share from the Lord? <laughs> and I gave him a reply. He said, but you gave me that yesterday. I'm asking you today, what do you have? I was very ashamed because I felt every day I have something new to say to the Lord. When we meet one another, what do we give to each other? I'm not saying that don't talk about anything else. But the biggest ministry that we have is to build each other up in their faith. To lift up those who have fallen, to strengthen the faith of those who are weak. Those who are in sadness, to comfort them to say things that will build up the other person. And by doing these things, strengthen our own faith as well. The first solution for, first solution for strengthening our faith is to be full of the Holy Spirit. Um, faith is both the fruit and the gift of the Holy Spirit. The more we are filled by the Holy Spirit, the stronger we will be in our faith life. I remember we prayed for somebody to be filled by the Holy Spirit. And he was magnificently, gloriously fed by the Holy Spirit and started uh, talking magnificently in tongues. 
Sometimes they even forget about talking in tongues. I asked somebody, when was the last time you um, spoke in tongues? Said, Actually, if I'm not mistaken, three years ago at such and such conference, I said a few words. Uh, we have a great need to build our faith through speaking in tongues. When that sister was gloriously filled by the Holy Spirit, can you in one sentence tell me what happened, what took place in your life? You know what she replied? Now I have faith in my own faith, in my own belief. Now I have the assurance that the faith that I've had is a true faith. When we are being filled by the Holy Spirit, our faith becomes stronger and more fresh. Therefore, we have the need to be filled again and again by the Holy Spirit, not just once in the past. They asked the preacher Moody, why do you always emphasize that we have to be filled by the Holy Spirit? Because the ceiling of my spiritual life has a hole in it and it's continuously leaking. I have to be continuously filled by the Holy Spirit to cover up that hole. Don't forget that we don't possess faith. It's a gift from God. When we, have, when we have a close bond with him and we are in close fellowship with him, our faith becomes generated and strengthened. Otherwise, it becomes weak and diminishes. So let us allow ourselves to remain in the presence of the Lord so that he can fill us by Holy Spirit and strengthen our faith. Uh, at the prayer meeting, I gave a testimony uh, about a lady that we met together in Dubai. Uh, he is the superintendent of home churches. Last year, they put her husband into prison. And the prayer of this woman was, please, Lord, don't allow them to come after me. Uh, I have been brought up very softly in my family. I've been brought up very in a pampered way. I will not be able to tolerate persecution. I will not be able to take any trouble. Please don't give me in the hands of these evil people for them to imprison me. Uh, 
And I said to the Lord, if you allow me to be captured, I will give the names of all the other home churches and believers to you. I even said something stronger than that. And she even threatened the Lord saying that if you allow such a persecution to come after me, I might even deny you. And in order to be released from them, I might even take on Islam. And I was sure that uh, the Lord had heard my prayer and he would not allow such a thing to happen to me. <laughs> Works like a charm. <laughs> Three days later, there was a knock on the door. She looks from the window and says, some of these uh, soldiers are outside, very big built people, and say, you've got five minutes to join us, don't try to escape, because all routes of escape are close to you. In that five minutes, whatever I could, I said to the Lord, so be it, she said to the Lord. From now on, I'm not responsible for what I say and do. They covered my eyes, put me in the car, and I had no idea where they were taking And they were treating her very badly. And they took her into prison in solitary and started tormenting her. And I cried out to the Lord, why are you allowing me to be suffering like this over and above my strength and ability? And then they took, him in the presence, took her in the presence of the judge. A very cruel, fearless look, uh, fearful looking judge was sitting there. And he said to her, why are you evangelizing to the Muslims? You have gone astray and you're trying to take others astray? And she says, in that instant, the power of this Holy Spirit came upon me. It's my duty to evangelize, I said. I'm going to evangelize to you as well. You are a sinner. Jesus died for you also. You wretched person, you need salvation now. You are damned without Christ. You, are, you think you are my judge now? The Lord will judge you one day if you don't have salvation. The man became very cross, very angry. You know what will happen to you? I don't care what happens to me. I'm not afraid of anything. Uh, it is honor for me to be martyred for Christ. Release me, said, I'll come and meet you tomorrow. <laughs> All that night she was regretting, what a big mistake have I made. Why did I utter those words? So again, she's <laughs> full of fear and full of sorrow. 
Next time I see the judge, I can forgive me. I'm take back everything I said. The second day he went in the, she went in the presence of the judge. The Holy Spirit came upon her and she started giving testimony and witnessing in a magnificent way. In the presence of that judge, uh, the fire of the Holy Spirit was in my in me and I was undefeatable and I was strong in my faith. Why? Because she had visitation from the Holy Spirit. Until the third night, in the middle of the night, the judge knocks on her on the door of her cell. She was very frightened. She has come to do some wrong to me. Open the door. What for? Don't be afraid. Don't let anyone know that I'm visiting you. He came and sat down beside me. Started to cry. I have a need for you to pray for me tonight. Whatever you said, that is the wretched condition I'm in. The Lord was talking to me through your mouth. The Lord has brought you in this prison for my deliverance. Don't let anyone know about this meeting, about our conversation. That wolf of a man for three hours were confessing to his sins with tears and he became like a lamb and accepted Jesus. He said, I am with you. In the, in the courtroom, in the courtroom, I'm obliged to be a different kind of person because the cameras are watching and my superior will be watching and control. But that will be my outward impression. My heart is with you. And three days later, I will release you. Continue doing your work with wisdom. And notice that there are many others like me who accept your Lord. The fullness of the Holy Spirit fires our faith. And this is what we need. If you have become weak in your faith, you have to be filled by the Holy Spirit for your faith to grow. At the end of my word, with the final comment, fasting and prayer, particularly fasting, strengthens our faith. Your question may be, what is the connection between fasting and our faith becoming strengthened? In our makeup, in our biology, faith does not exist. Our old man is full of unbelief. When we fast and go into the presence of the Lord, 
the old man becomes crushed. And our unbelief becomes crushed with the old man. And the opposite starts to happen in us. Faith starts to grow in us. Um, Andrew has given Brother Edward a film from Kitty Allen. Um, uh, he was a very powerful uh, preacher in America in the past. In his preaching, he says, if you want to be powerful, pray. If you want your faith to increase, fast. In particular, to bring down the strongholds of the evil one. From which part of the Bible are we sharing this with you? All the things that I, all the solutions that I gave to you tonight come from the Bible, not from me. Remember when Jesus was with his three disciples on the mountain? The other nine were at the bottom of the hill. They were in very bad condition. They had brought him um, a possessed boy in order to div- uh, deliver that boy. But the disciples, the nine disciples, were unable to release that boy. They shouted, they screamed, they rebuked, but uh, the evil spirit would not leave the boy. They were all in a very bad condition. Praise the Lord, Jesus appeared on the scene. And they're all saying, the father of the child is saying that we brought our son to your uh, disciples, but they were not able to do anything. Jesus became very sad in his heart and tells everyone off, how long must I be patient and tolerate you people of unbelief? Bring the child to me. And by the order of the Lord, the boy is released. After what took place, the disciples went to Jesus quietly and said, you know, in a broken attitude, why? Why we're not able to release this boy from the evil spirit? Jesus replied that it was because you had unbelief and continued to say but this kind of evil spirit do not leave the body unless through prayer and fasting so how does unbelief come out and release the evil spirit through prayer and fasting. We have to be strengthened in that. We need to be strengthened in this area. We have to fast from time to time. On specific days, for specific issues, let us fast and remain in the presence of the Lord and give time to the Lord. The Lord will heal our faith. He will start a new faith life in us. 
and that is when we will believe that everything is possible for the believers. Stand up, please. Let us say the following like his disciples. Have mercy, Lord, upon my unbelief. Have mercy upon my lack of faith. Be sure, because Jesus Christ has said everything is possible for those who believe. If you can believe, all things are possible for the believers. That which is impossible for mankind is possible with the Lord. Therefore, let us allow the Lord to heal our faith, to touch our faith. To deliver our faith from doubts and anything that's lacking. We have an easy song that we can all sing together. Only believe. Everything is possible. Believe only. All those issues which are difficult for us, let us give to the presence of the Lord. Particular our own state of unbelief. Lord, 
Strengthen my faith like the examples that we heard today. Elias, please pray for this subject. Brother Elias will pray for us. Oh, there is. Amen. Lord, you are the light unto our people. Amen. You are the light of our hearts. Amen. You are the light of our thinking. Amen. Lord, allow no darkness, no clouds, no stress, no clouds of unhappiness Lord, mm. to gather around and steal your joy from us and then steal your peace from us. Mm. Amen. And Lord, Lord, always you permit us to come into your courts with hearts full of thanksgiving Amen. and full of gratitude Amen. for what you have done, Lord, and what you will do for us. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 The grace of Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit with every one of us. Amen. Amen.